Shoot me to up. This is the wrong list. <laughs> Man, I hope they can hear all those noises from your family upstairs. Alright. Why? Why would you do that? I'm not editing that out. They're just gonna have to deal with it. Speaking of can't change what's happening in the news and something about Hi, I'm Scoot. That's Poop. Today is Saturday the 27th. You're probably watching this on Monday the 28th. It's only the 27th. I thought it was the 29th for some reason. Well, it better not be. Well, I, I literally thought, like, tomorrow was the first day of December. I'm a little happy to hear that it's actually Thursday. Yes. Um, news. You guys remember back when BMW had the... Remember when Toyota had that subscription service? Everyone kind of forgot about that. <laughs> the one they didn't tell you about... Then BMW had one, and everyone hated on them, even though it made sense to some degree. It, I guess it made sense, but also kind of hinted that they might be doing that for more things in the future that make less sense and are testing the boundaries of what they can get away with. Speaking of the boundaries of what they can get away with, Mercedes may have entirely completely passed. Yes, I do believe they've seen the line and then done a long jump right over. So world record long jump by the yes, way. Yes, yes. I think it's like twenty feet. <laughs> Maybe more. <laughs> Who knows? Uh well, you tell us. So this is the deal. Some Mercedes EQE and EQS sedan and SUV models will have an optional subscription to increase the performance by sixty horsepower on EQE models and eighty seven horsepower on EQS models. That subscription is $1,200 a year with no option to buy it outright. The option to buy it outright is to buy the more expensive car for like $12,000 more, uh, which, you know, is an argument that could be made by some. Yeah, that is also, an argument that in a roundabout way it is buying up, but I'm guessing there's more that comes with that higher yeah. end car. <laughs> so it is, it is you're buying another car at that point. Yeah, not where really... With BMW, it was purely just a feature. I just bumped the table. I'm so sorry. And there was an option to buy it later, fully outright, at the same price it would have cost you. There's no option to buy outright. You're just stuck paying $1,200 a year for more power. Or, and, or get to the higher version. Yeah. Um, which that would take you how long to get up to? 10 years? 9 years? Something like that? Uh, I honestly don't know. I don't know what the price difference between the two is. I can find it, but... Um, I'm going to continue well, for Well, you now, said $1,200 more, yeah, or 12000 for the up one. I don't know if it's actually 12000 That was kind of just a number. Well, e even with number. just that number, it's still going to be 9, 10 years down the line. Do we think these electric cars are going to be running 9, 10 years down the line? It's <laughs> a great question. Because uh, that's the way to think about it, is if you're only going to lease a car for one year, maybe the subscription kind of makes sense. As yeah. opposed to the higher level. Oh, but did I, I just accidentally know. defend them? Yes, you did. I didn't mean to do um, that. That is my no, bad. Yeah. So here's the thing, though. Um, the power, of course, is unlocked via an over-the-air update, which obviously means that the car already had the performance of the higher model anyway. Yeah. Which is like, what is Mercedes really getting out of this? That's the whole argument of... Uh, Absolutely nothing. Like, you're paying a subscription for Mercedes to deliver you nothing. Yeah. You're paying them for nothing, essentially. They're just unlocking something your car could already do, which is really dumb. Back when capitalism started, if you bought something, that was yours to own. It seems yeah. like nowadays we're going like uh, this. You buy something and it, 
Whoa. Well, now you have to pay to use it. Yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah that's your property. I and wanna... actually, on top of that, screw property subscription service. And that's what leasing a car is. Yeah. It's a subscription service. But, so there is something to be said about this. The program may not actually be legal in Europe. Uh, this is coming straight Uh-oh, from Mercedes. SpaghettiOs. But they haven't said why. Mercedes has not said why it might not be legal in Europe, but they have said it might not be legal in Europe. Uh-oh. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, hopefully Europe can save the rest of the world from Mercedes' dumbass. Uh, but this is, of course, not the first time Mercedes has done something like this. They did something last year very similar with the same car. Oh. Now, last year, Mercedes offered a subscription in specifically Germany to increase the angle of the rear wheel steering from 4.5 degrees to 10 degrees. Which is something you would have already have to have been able to do. Exactly. That subscription was $490 a year. Um, for a 5.5 degree change in the steering angle, which you don't, <coughs> it's not even like the, the, uh, increased power where like, sure, there's slightly more wear on the motors, but whatever this, there's literally nothing changing except the software is now changing its bounds from four and a half to 10. That's the single dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like, honestly, that subscription is even more dumb than the increased power one. Like, what? I think, ultimately, if subscription services ever come to cars, the only ones that would make sense is stuff, like, involving a server or something not attached to the car, something like self-driving. actually providing a service. Self-driving or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, but Tesla seems to be setting a precedent that it's free, because, you know, they are... Free if you pay $10,000 when you buy the car. Well, okay, but <laughs> that's still buying it outright. I guess, it's yeah. a, uh, or, well, I guess. Yeah, I, I think charging money for a beta is kind of sus, too. Anyway. Well, I think it's sus that they're letting people drive it in beta. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> On the road. Yeah, that's, anyway, that's a whole other story. Uh, but yeah, so Mercedes are a bunch of greedy bastards. Speaking of greedy bastard. <laughs> man, the saliva came out of my mouth at the exact wrong time. Speaking of greedy bastards, Rivian uh, continues their partnership with Amazon to build... Amazon-specific vehicles, this, of course, being the Rivian EDV. And a 1,000 of them have been delivered of the original 100,000 plan. But you might say, I mean, wow, Rivian has 0.1% of the project. I have that right, right? Or is that 1%? 1%. Okay, I can't do math. 1% of the project done. They have quite the ways to go. Well, they're celebrating uh, with a lot of new, uh, or, well, I guess we've just kind of seen more of the vehicle now with the blue prime accents and the, you know it's a very cute looking car because they don't want it to look imposing or threatening in any way and, and driver monitoring is maybe a little bit driver monitoring uh, should be suck you are you having a mental breakdown no it's just listen it's just this is a very cool car and it doesn't have it doesn't don't worry about the driver monitoring yeah. it's not you Nothing know? to be concerned about. Listen, according to Rivian... Listen, hmm. they're definitely not monitoring you for thought crime. <laughs> thought. Anyway. Yes, you should probably read the book 1984. Just, you know, a little bit of educational reading. Thought crime is only crime in the eyes of God. 
If you say so, Mazda is bringing back the rotary engine. Yeah, uh, but they're doing it in quite possibly the worst worst car possible. Um, so the Mazda MX-30 EV is currently a car that's being sold in the United States. Now, of course, this being Mazda's first electric vehicle, you probably think, all right, it's probably all right. It's probably not the best EV, but actually what it is is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it has only 100 miles of range oh. and 140 horsepower, and yet they're charging $34,000 for the base model. Now, here's what I'll say. And this was one of the first ever electric cars yeah. in the most recent wave. Came out like 2012. I'd be like, yeah, this is pretty good. No, this was a 2022 model. Oh, it's 10 years after what I just said. Yes, it is. And what was the last thing you about to say? Um, it is quite literally one of the worst cars I've ever seen. <laughs> Like, it's just not a good-looking car, either. So, Mazda's solution was throw a rotary engine in it as a range extender, making it no longer an EV, even though they're still calling it an EV. Because, <laughs> you know, Oops. why not? It worked so great for Fisker the first time, you know, when they put a range extender engine in their car and still well, call it an Well, you mean a generator? <laughs> that's, yes, that's what a range extender is. A range extender is a generator. Oh, can you not, like, rev it? Does it just go? It just go. Range extender. I, I I thought you could. I thought no no no. I thought range extender just meant it just. No, it's it's a generator that charges your battery. That then drives the wheels. What's even the point of making it a rotary? That's a great question. <laughs> What's even the point? It's because it's small. It's because it's small. It's because they can get the literally just because it's small that's the only reason and because that they can get the clout for having a rotary and an engine again. yeah except i don't think anybody cares because it's such a terrible car there's gonna be at least anyway 200 idiots so this there. this new car is called the mazda mx30 r ev for rotary ev or range i don't know what the r stands for to be honest i'm assuming rotary but who knows it's mazda they don't know how to name things. <laughs> uh, it'll be coming in 2023 at some point. Uh, don't be on the lookout for it, because you probably shouldn't buy it. But yeah, it's a car. Speaking of cars, uh, 10... I'm going to wait till 10.30. Why? Uh, so I could have an easier time to... The new Ford Recall. Do the thing. You're weird. Which it just went through. Um... Half a million Ford Escapes and Bronco Sport SUVs have been recalled over a fire risk. The problem relates to a faulty fuel injector and affects uh, 2020 to 2023 Escapes and 2021 through 2023 Bronco Sport vehicles with the 1.5 liter three-cylinder engine. So if you have one, an engine that's not that, this does not concern you. If you have that engine, though, you should probably rethink your own mental sanity. Uh, in its filings with the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, or NHTSA, or perhaps the only uh, organization or company that me and Peter blindly always agree with, uh, Ford uh, said a fuel injector could crack, uh, increasing the risk of an underhood fire. How does Ford manage... How does a fuel injector... Cr Wait, is this a hyper... Oh, sorry, this is a question you're probably not going to be able to answer. But I'm not gonna, off the top of my head, but if you I'm do a little bit more reading. Answer. 
Um, I it, it, it's kind of important whether or not it's direct injection or port injection. Um, I have no clue. I'm not going to be able to find out apparently. Um, um, uh, so Ford didn't really want to say why they just said fire. It was only this is just what that they told the NHTSA in passing while filing. I just read what their fixes for this. You know what the fixes? Oh. They're putting in a drain tube to let the leaked fuel drip out of the engine bay. I mean... Instead of fixing the problem, they're just patching it. It's most definitely what we call what I hope is a temporary fix. We can only hope. Anyway. While they uh, try and figure out the... Zenvo. You know Zenvo, that that car company... Well, they the, have a they have the a Danish new, one. They have a new version of the TSR, known as the TSR GT. Now it has, um, I believe it's actually the same power plant as the TSR uh, S, which is their like track only one, making a hundred one thousand three hundred sixty horsepower. Sorry, I was dying for a second, and it has a top speed of two hundred sixty three miles an hour. No, this is up from the top speed of the 200, the 202 mile an hour top speed of the TSR S because, of course, it's geared differently. It's meant for, I don't know, people who want to say their car goes fast, really. Because you're not really going to be driving it that fast. Uh, it's got, of course, the twin supercharged 5.8 liter V8. Because, you know, <laughs> why would you only want one supercharger? Why not two? Um, and yeah, it, it's, Looks fairly similar to the old uh, TSR. I mean, it's a car. Is the TSR the one with the wobbly wobbly wing? It's no. Oh, that was a special edition of the TSR. I don't. Yeah, that was a special edition of the TSR. Mm. It's not that one. Um, but yeah, that might. You know what? That might be the. Um, <laughs> that might be the uh, other edition of the TSR. The TSR S. Mm, I don't that know. That could be. Yeah. But yeah, this one isn't meant for like track use. It's more of a Grand Tour, hence G. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's it's a lot nicer inside than the other TSR because the other TSR was bare carbon fiber and literally nothing else. So yeah, the bare necessities. Exactly. Bring your own earplugs. <laughs> yes. Speaking of bring your own earplugs, a barth. Everyone's favorite tuning car company, with massive air quotes, uh, is now announcing their version of the 500E, that being the Fiat 500E, which is the electric 500. Uh, this will be that performance version of said car. Uh, this is a electric yeah, car. I said that already. Uh, 153 horsepower and 0 to 62 for some stupid reason in 7 seconds. <laughs> that's, uh, that's so weird. I know why. Uh, uh, the old Europeans are at it again. Uh, the Abarth 500E also comes with, uh oh, a sound generator that produces fake engine noises. Car is not expected to be sold in the United States, but good point brought up by Peter prior to recording. Should the 500E come here and do well, which is seeming more and more likely, well, seem more and more likely it will come here. It, no one it knows. Is, it I is don't, coming here. I don't think you it's going to do, do well. well but not. if it does, there's the potential for this car coming 
as well. However, that this is a couple of years down the line, probably. So yeah. this car might already be at the end of its lifespan. Yeah, honestly, I think Fiat's at the end of their lifespan. Well, in the States, not... Yeah, fair enough. They'll never not die in Italy. Italy. <laughs> They'll never die in Italy. I mean, Lancia's still alive in Italy. Yeah, somehow. Praga, you know that car company that no. makes really fast race cars? Yeah, you probably don't, to be honest. I know Tatra. <laughs> not gonna lie, the only reason most people even know who Praga is, or what they do, is probably because of Jimmy Broadbent, if you watch his YouTube Jimmy channel. Broadbent, they're really into karting, or that one racing series. Yeah. Or they're really into cars pre-World War II, the last time this was an active car company that made yeah. street cars. Honestly, though, it's probably just Jimmy Broadbent, <laughs> let's be honest here. By the way, he did win the championship. Unfortunately. The championship. In a while. That's, well, you mean his uh, his car mate won the championship. No, he actually drove good, too. Well, I'm joking. I know. I, well, that That is the joke, but it, it, he, he actually did surprise me. I'm guessing he, his fan base is making the joke that he that the other guy won for him. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, of course, the Praga Bohemia. We did talk about it last week coming out on November 23rd, and it, of course, did come out on November 23rd. It was revealed. Woo! Comes with a 3.8-liter twin-turbo V6 straight out of a Nissan GTR. Uh, Kia? Making 700 horsepower and 535 pound-feet of torque. Excuse me. I believe is slightly more than the GTR makes. I think. Oh, twin turbo. Never mind. That's um, why. Yeah. As well, so these numbers don't add up. It of course, does have a dry sump oil pan, which is kind of unusual for a road car. Um, but it makes sense given Praga has made pretty much only race cars up until this point, except for like a very long time ago. Um, except for the 1940s. Yeah. Exactly. It also has titanium exhaust, a sequential gearbox with an automatic clutch, and a carbon fiber monocoque, making the whole car weigh only one, uh, 2,165 pounds. Um, and it, of course, makes 1,984 pounds of downforce at 155 miles an hour, which, if you don't know, is insane. Like, actually. Um, it has a starting price of $1.3 million. Now, that is, of course, estimated. Praga hasn't officially announced the price yet. However... Um, some people think they know, so we're going to go with that. Are they giving one to Jimmy? <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt it, too. They're only making, I think, 10, 12 this year, um, and they'll see if they make more. Oh, yeah. Depends on demand. Exactly. Speaking of depends on demand, here's a company I've never heard of. Hurton is, uh, so I've talked about Morgan, which is the British car company that makes old-looking cars. I've talked about Weissman, which is the German car company that makes old-looking cars. We'll get to Weissman later. Hurton is Spanish. Uh, spe- Hurton's special edition 30th anniversary Grand Albionson. <laughs> uh, blah, blah, blah. Turning 30 years old, apparently, in 2022. Who knew this was a car company? Uh, I didn't. Apparently, the founder, Juan Hurtado, Hurtado, <laughs> Hurtado uh, built the first car, the Hurton T2, back in 1992. So now he's got the special edition to celebrate with, uh, and I, I kid you not, the car's name is actually Hurton Special Edition 30th Anniversary Grand Alabiesium. I guarantee you that's not how you pronounce that word, but I don't know how to pronounce it. So, Albasum. 
probably close. It doesn't sound the, Spanish. The Alfa Romeo Tonale. We have a little bit of news about Spanish. it. It uh, it's only available on hybrid now. What? What? <laughs> they took out the two liter uh, uh, t- turbo. So, so it doesn't compete with the Dodge. Um, to be honest, I don't know why the hell they did it, but they took out the two liter uh, straight four. And uh, it's only available in plug-in hybrid now with a 1.3 liter turbo four. Um, so, if, is anyone buying Stellantis cars that aren't Jeeps, like uh, in general today? I doubt it. All I can tell you <laughs> is I sold all my Stellantis stock. <laughs> Good job. I'm happy you did that. <laughs> well, I am too. <laughs> um. Who knows? Alpha is... Alpha. Oh, this is only for the U.S. I don't know if they're doing it in the rest of the markets, but they've dropped it in the U.S. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if they had the rest of those in, in any other markets either, though, so who knows? Speaking of no idea, Weissman, I mentioned a few weeks ago that the German version of Morgan uh, oh, a few weeks ago announced Project Thunderball, which is their unnamed uh, electric car project. Uh, which they plan to have out uh, by sometime relatively soon. I don't have the exact number for me, but they did, in fact, go on sale. And to everyone's surprise, I guess everyone watched the episode where we talked about it, the Wiseman Project Thunderball has completely sold out already, which is not something I was expecting because this company has kind of been on its last limbs uh, just trying to get by, being that everyone forgot they existed. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? Miracles happen every day. Yep. The Weissman Thunderball. Yeah. I mean, it is a cool-looking car. You literally just open, like, the... It is a cool-looking car. That is for sure. Um, it's pretty fast. Yeah. Is there a 60 in 2.9 seconds? Yeah. That's not bad. Uh oh yeah, it's no longer powered by BMW engines. Sorry, yes, they have electric <laughs> BMW electric system. Not BMW, but electric. I'll say it's still stupid expensive. <laughs> well, okay, yeah, that's they have to get by to do that, but it's still sold out. That's yeah, what's important. That, that's insane. All right. Speaking of insane. 